Welcome to the Akashic Musings Podcast. My name is Laura Mazzotta, and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher, and I've also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration, and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic Records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Today we have a very special episode, so pull up a chair and get ready to receive your little therapy session here over this podcast. So you'll notice that there is a PDF in the show notes and the description of this episode that allows you to follow along and jot down your own notes, or you can also just fill this in later after you're finished listening to this episode, but it's going to give you a guide and something that you can return to time and time again, because the fact is when we're talking about establishing personal authority, which is what we're doing today, we need to understand that personal authority is always going to be growing and it's always going to be changing because that's the nature of being human. And being human, especially as energetic beings, there's constant progression and constant growth within that. We all experience it no matter what, whether we're trying to grow or not, we're always growing, we're always progressing. So we want to realize that wherever we find ourselves in our personal authority right now, it can really offer us some guideposts as to where we desire to go or where we're meant to go. But realizing that that's not static and that's not stagnant and that choosing that next level of personal authority is not like a sentence that we're wrapping ourselves into, right? And saying, okay, well, now this is my new level and I can never oscillate from that or I have to keep moving forward. You're always going to be progressing on your journey, but that doesn't mean that this needs to become a chase of becoming more and more grounded and rooted in your personal authority, okay? So this is an exercise that you can continue to return to. As you feel like you get into a space of I'm lost or I don't know where I'm going or I feel like everything's kind of chaotic or messy around me and I'm lost in the human sauce, it's a good time to return to this, okay? Because when we establish personal authority, everything else in our life falls into place, whether we're talking about our professional authority or any of the roles that we play in our lives or the situations we find ourselves in. Personal authority is really our foundation. And I want you to be able to define personal authority however you intuitively feel those words align with you because the bottom line is that the human language is limited in terms of expressing our full experience. Language is something that was created obviously by human beings and doesn't fully encapsulate, especially beings on the spiritual path, 
exactly what we're experiencing. Sometimes our experiences are so immense and and so otherworldly and multidimensional that we don't even know how to put it into words. So when we're talking about personal authority, the way that I really feel into it, I don't like to say define it because I really like to feel into it. So in this moment, when I'm feeling into this concept of personal authority, it really feels like sovereignty to me and standing tall and confident in knowing who I am and being really settled and accepting of the core of who I am. And my personal authority is always evolving as well. So one of the best questions that I use to be able to tap into my personal authority, especially if it feels like it's a little wobbly, I ask myself how authentically I present in every area of who I am because I can say, well, overall, I'm confident. Overall, I am standing tall. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. Um, And I feel sovereign, right? But it's important to break it down because there's a lot of times things that are hidden within our experience or patterns that we fall into that we don't even realize. So you can add things to this list, but first you're going to notice that there are so many roles that we play on this planet that we can break down when we're looking at our interactions with others. So we're going to separate this into our personal authority of aspects of ourselves as well as how we exchange with others because the fact is we are a collaborative society and we are meant to interact with one another and our souls chose to come to this planet and contract with other souls to be able to learn lessons. So when we're looking at our exchange with others, we can look at our roles that we play. So one is as a parent, as a partner, as a friend, as a sibling, as a child, or as a woman, man, human. So for me, I started establishing my professional authority first. That's the easiest place for us to establish authority is in our professional role because we have something concrete and tangible to go on. We have evidence or data to support our authority, our level of success, our um, possibly our, even our position, right? But the fact is, that's going to wobble and it's going to waver if our personal authority is not rooted. And then we're going to say, why am I not making progress in my business? Why am I not making progress in my professional role? Or why do I feel stagnant? And it's because there's parts of you that are either not aligned with that role anymore or that are really not rooted in exactly who you are because you're not receiving the clarity that you need to know what's going on, right? So when I started looking at how much my professional authority would start to waver, I looked at some of the layers of how I was showing up just in my personal life because I'm like, if I can master my personal life, my closest, most most intimate relationships and feel really solid and unwavering, then I've got this anywhere, right? Especially with myself, let's be clear. But we're going to get to that in a minute. So, um... So in my role as a parent, I noticed that I was tiptoeing more more than I would like to. I was like, you know, I I was curbing some of who I am so that I could be a good mother to my children. Whereas didn't my children's souls sign up to be my children and to learn the lessons that they would naturally learn by being my ch- children? 
So for me, it's like trusting myself and trusting myself to know that when I show up in full authenticity with my kids and don't curb myself at all, no matter how old they are or whatever, then they are going to get the best version of me and they're going to get the best parenting because if I trust myself and I trust how I'm showing up and I'm doing so very authentically, they're going to receive exactly what their soul signed up for. They're going to receive exactly what they needed, right? Um, their souls also might sign up for the fact that I did have a history of codependence and people pleasing and they probably needed to learn from that too, right? But beautifully enough, I was able to kick that when they were fairly still still growing up. So and and I moved I moved this to each role that I played as a partner, as a friend, as a sibling, as a child. And then what I found really interesting was being able to see how my authentic like, authentically presenting as a woman, which that was the hardest one for me, to be honest with you, um, to find like, who, who am I as a woman, you know, outside of all of these roles and just as a woman interacting in society, not just within myself, because we're going to talk about that next, but how do I present authentically as a female figure that's how I identify in this world and that was fascinating honestly there were so many layers to it because there's the layer like just within my home and then within the community layer and then in the larger society and it's kind of also brings up what do I what role do I want to play you know like how do I want to show up and present as a woman in this world so it's pretty cool because that gives you a little bit more of a global perspective rather than just looking at your immediate situation that you interact with every single day of your life. So the only caveat that I want to put in here is the fact that, and this is on the worksheet too, but of course there's going to be relationships where you can't be directly transparent. And sometimes that happens because of abuse or because of the level of consciousness that the other person has, which, which isn't a hierarchical thing. It just means that they may not be willing or interested in expanding their perspective. They may be very happy with the space that they're currently in and the mindset that they have. So um, if you decide that you want to share your life with them in whatever way that you do, you get to decide, okay, maybe it's, it still benefits me to be able to be connected to this person, even if I can't be directly transparent with them, right? So in those situations, you can still call clear and gentle boundaries into place of what you are and are not available for, right? So it doesn't mean that, oh, when I present authentically, I don't have any boundaries. It's, it's you being able to say, this is who I am. And I'm eager to invite you into this experience with me. And if they go a direction that you're not available for, you simply express that and share that, right? So you may need some support and in moving into these with your relationships. I do find that that's where a lot of people get stuck and get frustrated and feel like, you know, is this working or, or this, is, this is not realistic, right? I promise you it is realistic. Uh, you may need to take baby steps in order to get there, but start with the role that does feel the most realistic to tackle, so for me, it was parenting. And actually, I should say for me, it was probably more working on uh, my role as a friend. And then it was 
sibling relationships and then parent being a parent then a partner, then a child, then a woman. So put them in whatever order feels realistic to you. And then we're going to move on here to the second part of the worksheet, which is talking about showing up authentically in aspects of yourself. So this is really cool because this allows you to kind of go within and look at the different layers at which you can connect with yourself. So this is also just a really cool exercise to identify how can I deepen my self-intimacy and connect more to who I am, where I'm going, what I want, right? So are you showing up authentically in being convicted in your purpose and your vision? Do you even know what your purpose and your vision is? Now, as I tell all my clients, this is not just a one-time situation where you say, okay, what's my purpose? And then you know it and you're done. It's always unfolding. It's always unfolding. So, but we get a general idea and that may change form over time, but we do get a general idea of what our purpose is the more that we connect with ourselves. So if I ask you, what is that one thing that you could talk about for 20 minutes without anybody, without anybody giving you notes or prompting you? what would that be? Or what is the thing that really riles you up and you just kind of want to advocate for it or just speak about it? You get really passionate. That's a a real guidepost to your purpose and your vision. So how convicted are you in that? One of the things I say to people all the time is like, if you don't know where you're going or you're feeling lost, I guarantee you, or you're having a lot of self-doubt, I guarantee that you need to deepen your belief in your purpose and your purpose for being here on this planet. Okay. The other aspects of yourself that you can present authentically, one is in relationship with your soul or with your higher self. Your soul is really housed within you. Your higher self is housed above you in the ether, but you can call your higher self in at any time. So you can attend to the soul within you, or you can attend to your higher self, which is kind of hanging out with you all the time, but, but, um, you know, a few steps above your head, basically. So it's really developing a relationship there, just like you would with a a human that you're developing a relationship with. How authentically do you present with your higher self? Do you connect with your higher self and say, you know, what am I not seeing? What What do I need to see right now or have awareness of to be able to follow the path that is meant for me and follow the path that you're guiding me toward and that feels aligned with my soul's frequency, right? The third part of this is subconscious connection. So this is the ability to witness yourself and your behaviors because it's one of the best ways that we can identify what's going on with our subconscious. We can also, since 95% of the information in our minds exists in our subconscious, we don't understand it consciously a lot of the time. We can use tools like hypnosis, tapping, automatic writing. I could probably go on forever about the tools that we can use to open up material from our subconscious minds. We do not have to do this all the time. This is just if we feel stuck and we feel like we don't know where we're going and we kind of feel like a victim. (laughs) Open up your subconscious connection, right? And so one of the best ways to do this is to just kind of be an observer and and kind of write down what are the behaviors I did today? What are the the things I said? And, And you can even witness it throughout the day and just take notice of how you're responding. You know, are you responding defensively? When are you responding defensively? Is it with certain people? Is it in certain situations? Is it certain topics, certain emotions that are coming forward, right? So just taking note of a lot of times our behaviors will, and our actions will reflect 
subconscious reactions without us really sitting down and thinking about being centered with them. Okay, so that's a really good way to identify um, what's going on in your subconscious. And being really honest with yourself. That's how we show up authentically there. It's like being really, really honest about, oh shit, I think I was kind of manipulative in that situation. Or, oh goodness, you know, I did not realize that I hurt somebody's feelings. So um, just being really honest with, with what you see there because some of that stuff can be things that we have intentionally or not intentionally pushed under the surface for a long time. And the other aspects of ourselves that we want to look at in terms of how authentically we present is being emotionally accepting and appreciative of ourselves. So there have been so many times in my life that I have gone through the motions of gratitude and loving myself and being kind to myself, but I wasn't really immersed in them. Like I was saying them and I was trying to feel them, but I didn't really sit in them and marinate in that feeling for very long. And so the other piece that I would notice is that I was less appreciative and accepting of times when I was emotionally in a space I would label as negative rather than when I was in a neutral or positive space. Even when I was in a neutral space, I would not be as accepting. So that's an interesting thing to, to be aware of as well. Clarity of mind is basically this connection with, honestly, silence, being okay with pauses, being okay with silence, allowing yourself space to be able to know that you know. Like I know that I have the answer to this. I may not have conscious awareness of it right now in the second, but I know that I have awareness of this. And so as you, as you remind yourself of that, and as you very authentically trust that, not fake trusting that so that you fit in with the spiritual masses, but that you actually trust it. Like, I know that I'm going to be good. Like, I just went through a period of time where I was really not physically well for a few months. And my clarity of mind kind of came and went in the short term, like in the moment. But my clarity of mind long term was always really solid. Like, I know I'm going to be fine. I know that I'm good. I know that I'm, that I'm well at my core, right? So, um, so just getting curious about your relationship with your clarity of mind and how much space are you offering yourself for that to really come to the surface because it's there. I promise you the clarity is there. It's just allowing it. And we are so used to blowing past it because we have so much other shit we want to get done. And lastly, in this section is mastery of your energy. So how authentically are you mastering your energy? This is another one where I know so many people, me included for a long time, doing these practices, but kind of checking them off your list, right? Like when I first started this stuff, I was kind of doing it so that I could heal. And then it was like, okay, well, if I don't get the results that I desire, then this isn't working rather than, okay, let me deeply understand how I am built energetically. Human design is one of my favorite tools from that. Astro for that, astrology is another tool that you can use to determine how you're energetically made up. But if you don't want to use any tools, just listen to your intuition and listen to your body's guidance and let it guide you from one moment to the next. And you're going to start getting information about, ooh, I, my body starts to constrict 
when I go to this person's house. Or I start to get short of breath when I'm thinking about going out to this concert, right? So you start to really understand how your energy is communicating with you so that you can really authentically know yourself, like really know how you tick. Because I promise you, you're not going to tick exactly like any other human being on this planet. So when you are able to meet yourself at the unique way that you operate, you are going to automatically be more accepting and appreciative of who you are. And then you're going to set boundaries that make total sense because you're like, I know what's aligned and what's not aligned. Therefore, you're going to have clarity of mind. So these can support one another. So you can work on one and realize that some of the other categories really do expand, which is pretty cool. And then the last question that I have here on the sheet for you, which is just kind of a random question that assists you with tuning into your soul's purpose and removes all of the conditioning and expectations and responsibility that can be placed in front of us in this world is what would your soul be doing if it didn't have a body? And how does that feel? Right? Like, how does that feel? Connect to that more. You want to be authentic? Connect more to what your soul will be doing if it didn't feel any level of 3D constraints. Right? Like, what, what does it feel like? I asked this on Facebook and like everybody was like flying in the ether or, you know, like a lot of people were talking about that and helping others and just, you know, supporting unconditional love and things like that. That is what is truly important and makes up one of your top core values. Okay, so it can really be helpful with establishing this, establishing this personal authority. And once you feel like, okay, I've mastered the friend area, good, give it some space, give it some time to integrate, celebrate yourself, be grateful that you, you've mastered this area of your life at this point in time and you feel really solid with um, with the role that you're playing and with your newfound sovereignty in this type of relationship. And then when you get called to it again, do another one. Because again, doing work in one area is going to ripple into the others every single time. I promise you. It may not be to the level of depth that's needed in that area, but trust that that will come up over time as you continue to navigate this world. Okay? So thank you so much for joining me for this. Please Share a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories. Tag me at Emerge Healing and Wellness or shoot me a message. And you can send that to my email at EmergeHealingAndWellness at gmail.com or you can send it over Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness. And just let me know how this resonated for you. If there's questions that came up, you can always grab a quick vibrational assessment. They're only 15 to 20 minutes, 50 bucks, one-to-one. And we can jump on here and talk about Um, any areas that you may need support in these areas or um, just insights that you find are really expansive for you and you want to go deeper, right? Because that's what's so cool is that once we have gotten to a certain level with these things, we get to ask, how can I immerse into an even deeper level of intimacy to expand my authenticity even more? Because authenticity, just like personal authority, is going to continue to expand as we uncover new layers about ourselves. So it's a beautiful process. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time on another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.